up, guys? Predicast episode two. Kenny here, my brother Mo. Hey, what's up? Cheers. Cheers. A little bit of Guinness. Post run Guinness. Post run Guinness. Where did we run today? Today we ran in the Don Valley. Um, specifically, we began the run in Taylor Creek. Taylor Creek is a stretch of the Don Valley in Toronto, I should specify for those that don't know, uh, that, that stretches between Victoria Park and uh, the Don Valley Expressway. From there, it goes north, uh, kind of alongside Don Mills Road, and uh, when, you're, when you're up there, you're sort of in the neighborhood of Flemington. Or Flemo, as they call it, <laughs> um, and uh, that's the area that we're that we're running today. Right on, and you've been running there. That's kind of your territory. For how long now? I've been running in the Don Valley. I want to say, I mean, it's probably almost at least eight years. I'm gonna say right eight on. years. Yeah, right and on. I and I've got to the point where. I mean, I know I know the trails like the back of my hand, and I've also become a kind of a aficionado and advocate and passionate supporter of the Don River Green system, and uh, you know I'm kind of just constantly amazed that it's underutilization. I mean, today was cool. It was a Sunday and there were lots of families out barbecuing and stuff. And they do it more in that area because that's where the parking lots are and you can drive there. But the the area as a whole is incredibly underutilized. And why that is, is is maybe a broader subject we don't have to get into. But basically... The east end of Toronto, so for our listeners that don't, that don't know, that's what we're talking about. This is the Toronto east end, which is the best end. Right on. Me and Ken are biased, but um, this is refers to this huge green space that cuts right through the city of Toronto from Scarborough, and then it kind of goes all the way up to North York, like Young and Lawrence. And it's really amazing, and there's these incredible trails back there uh, and I that I run, but the vast majority of the time, I don't see another soul. Like, it's incredible yeah. uh, how how few people are taking advantage uh, of, of these trails and, and trail running back there. The mountain bikers use them more than anyone. But even then, most days when we run these trails, we don't no. see another soul. I've never seen a mountain bike run. But yeah, they would be for mount- mostly for mountain bikers, uh-huh. which is normally the case. Well, today we mostly stayed on those trails, but we also did a couple repeats underneath that bridge. It's yeah. basically a bridge. It's the four under the four hundred four, right? It's yeah, under the Don it, Valley Parkway. It's funny. I always have trouble describing what that what that is that we were doing. I mean, I guess would you still call those hill repeats? Uh, technically, that's what they were, but we weren't really running on a hill. If, if no. when you picture a hill, you picture a you know vertical it's you know, mound of yeah it's a retaining grass wall and dirt it's a retain okay it's a retaining wall it's a retaining wall instead of being stepped it's just a really steep retaining wall okay i was hoping you with your education and work background were going to 
bring the technical term for that piece of architecture because I didn't really know what to call it. I call it the concrete wall yeah. under the bridge. You know, I have I trouble describing it to people. I've worked on some bridge stuff. I don't know too much about it. There's really? like, I've never seen them like that. Normally it would be vertical or more vertical. And then off the sides, you'd call that like a funnel wall where it ties back in. Okay. But that specific one is amazing because it's so steep. Yeah. So basically the story here is I discovered this retaining wall, sure. funnel wall. We'll call it uh, that. Running in the Don Valley. So, uh, the Don Valley is a valley. It's a ravine. So there are these bridges that go over top of it, connecting the uh, the two parts of the city that are kind of divided by the Don Valley. Um, and there's one bridge. I I think it's it's got. I think it's actually the Don Mills Road Bridge. Um, and underneath it is, yeah, underneath the bridge, connecting the bridge to the ground, sure. is this huge flat, well, it was flat at some point, now it's kind of crumbling, so it's yeah. bumpy and uneven and protruded, um, concrete wall, uh, that's, it's almost complete, I mean, it's not, it's, it's, no. it's almost vertical. Uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, it's a little more steep, and you'd have to be Spider-Man to get up there. Yeah, go, going down's a little sketchy. Uh -huh. uh, you almost want to go down on your hands. Yeah. Like, with your feet in front of you, crawling down with your hands. Yeah. But we didn't. It's we did just not. right on the edge, right? Right on the edge. And so, I, yeah. Go ahead. I discovered this wall on my runs, and I just kind of looked at it and was like, Okay, I kind of want to fucking scale this thing. I want to I want to do repeats on on this. I want to sprint up this wall. Uh just cuz it looked like a interesting challenge. And I like stuff like that. Like part of me part of me of the fun of running is finding especially trail running and, you know, uh running in weird areas. Like I love finding just strange things like makeshift sure. physical challenges, yeah. you know? Uh, so yeah, so that's what we're doing today. So, and people walking by were definitely, and then when we left, there was those kids and they were attempting to go up their parents probably loved us for that one. Right. Yeah. That was, I, <laughs> I think they were cursing us. So as we're doing these repeats on this concrete wall in the distance, these families that are picnicking in the valley can see us and they're all like staring at us like who are these crazy dudes what are they doing like are they legally even allowed to be on that thing they're gonna kill themselves and of course it's like these little kids that are, are the most fascinated and yeah as we were leaving all these kids were <laughs> running over to try it and their parents were yelling and they were probably like fuck these guys like now our kids want to risk their lives so no, it was good. And on the way back out of the valley, we did a couple more repeats. Kind of an attempt to train for the Adirondacks, although... I mean, it's two weeks out, so... Yeah. It is what it is. No, it was a good workout. Those stairs where we did the hill repeats on the way out of the valley. So, for our listeners, um, different points throughout the valleys there's these staircases built by the city of Toronto these concrete staircases that connect the 
this the city of Toronto to the bottom of the valley and um, that one in particular I've been doing repeats on it for years before I got into trail running I was more or actually not before I got into mountain climbing I was I was more interested in the stairs I would sprint up the stairs and walk down sprint up the stairs walk sure. down uh, and I think I counted that staircase has like a hundred and something a bit north of a hundred steps I cannot confirm nor deny that <laughs> yeah it something was, like it's that it's a decent staircase it's a decent yeah. staircase and uh, sprinting up and walking down is a good workout, you know, doing that, you know, half dozen times or ten times. And, uh, but since I got into mountain climbing with you, yeah, I consider it more beneficial to run up on the dirt and the rocks beside yeah. the staircase, yeah. um, you know, because that more replicates the challenge to your body when you're running up a mountain sure so that's what we did today did Those that were a couple the... of times yeah and then we came back and we hit some pads and you showed me showed me some stuff i was yeah. pretty worked by the time we got back but we still put in a little bit of time yeah i'm proud of us that we uh after after all that uh did a bit of boxing and that was fun you definitely hit them cleaner than i do well i have more experience yeah i know but it's something to work towards, right? And you can do it by yourself, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, I got in, I first got into Muay Thai and boxing when I was 18. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of what is at work here is when you learn something when you're young, you you learn it in a way that you can't learn things when you're older. I, yeah, I think I agree. Like with learning a lang learning languages is oh, like that. Yeah, you know. So I think I I benefit from the fact that I got into martial arts when I was young. So even though there were, you know, maybe there were a few years in my life where I wasn't training at all, and then I, but whenever I got back into it, and even if I was trying something totally new. I had this sort of basic framework of sure. combat, hand-to-hand -hand combat that would come out. Yeah. And I didn't have that sort of total novice beginner uh, awkwardness, you know? I still remember when you did that because I used to steal the shirt. Remember those shirts? They were like, oh, said yeah. TKO. On, what did they say TKO. on the book? I used to rock that shirt. I was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, it was so right. That's great. Right, on. it was a cool shirt. It was a super cool. It was shirt. a super cool shirt. It had the the flag of Thailand on it, and it said TKO, and had this cool little graphic of two yeah. fighters going at it. it. I remember it. Still got the shirt. I do not have that shirt sure. anymore. I I would love to know what happened. It was just a, it was a nice shirt. It fit us really well. Yeah, it like, was it a nice fit shirt. Fit really good. You know, it was like. Didn't have one of these weird stretched out necks and, and you know, it was just like the right length and length to, uh, to, to sleeve ratio and you're filling up a little bit more here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, right on. On, I'm on Guinness number two. Right on. Okay. And then we slam some sushi. Not all you can eat, which I, I don't know. I'm a bit of a fan now. Well, 
I yeah, feel... we, we switched it up. I mean, for our listeners that don't know us, part of me and Kenny's post-workout routine is a visit to the all-you-can-eat sushi joint. But there have been a few issues. <laughs> uh, not least of which is some of our ongoing frustrations with the fine people at our traditional all-you-can-eat sushi source. Um, oh, how, how do we break it down for the, for the listeners? Well, their cutoff seems to be about two hours before. If you show up at this place two hours before they close, they basically <laughs> refuse to let you in. Yeah, basically. And I think the last time we hit the cutoff just before. We got there like an hour and 15 minutes before they were supposed to close. I think they closed at 11, 10 or 11. I don't know. But they basically like hovered over us. There was yeah. two people left. Yeah. And we, and you called me. You're like, I think they just want to go home. Yeah. And by the end, they were like brutally honest. You're like, hey, so how's it going? They're like, yeah, we we're just kind of waiting to get out of here. They like said it to us. Yeah. But the place was still open for like 35 more minutes. Yeah. And the other guys, there was another group of guys and they kept ordering shit. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. So it's like, and you know, hey, I respect the working man and I, I get it. You, you probably make a minimum wage and you're probably not super enthusiastic about your job and you want to go home. I get it. But uh, there were just too many times... You know, we we drive all the way there. Yeah. You 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 it, you claim to be open for another hour hour and a half, and uh, you walk in there like, oh sorry, we're closing. <laughs> w- w- what? It's you close in an hour and a half according to the illuminated neon sign that I was just staring at. You know, I mean. And it's full of people. And it's full of people. Yeah. But they're just it's like it's like the boss isn't there. The boss like goes yeah. home at three PM probably, yeah. let's face it. And uh they just wanna get the fuck home. Right? Yeah, I mean, and it's all you can eat, so that's the thing, right? Yeah. They're probably terrified that any person they let in technically can just fucking keep ordering, right? So that was part of our major dilemma. Yeah, that was kind of why we went sour on our normal all-you-can-eat place. And so, but also, you know, as we've talked about in the past, in the past, by in the past, I mean the one other podcast (laughs) we've done, uh, you know, me and Kenny come from a genetic line where our lives have been a never-ending, ongoing, vicious struggle with weight gain and so we have also asked ourselves considering our athletic goals yeah maybe we should maybe eating all you can possibly (laughs) eat (laughs) with no limits except the space left in your intestinal tract maybe this isn't a great idea for guys that are constantly trying to shed a few pounds I tell you what I feel great if you want to hit that all-you-can-eat place, the last time I hit an all-you-can-eat was with my wife, and she's dieting. We're both on a well. I'm following along with her diet just because it makes sense, right? She's doing all this cooking. I'm gonna eat it, right? But like, it's a low-carb diet. It's not a like ketogenic diet. It's just a lower-carb diet. 
And we hit up the sushi place. And buddy, we walked out of there feeling like death the last <laughs> time. It was brutal. Like we and when you're dieting and you use su- like all you can eat as your cheat meal, you're just not used to eating that much food. Mm. It's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So I right now I feel great. I think this yeah. was a good idea just to go to a place that wasn't all you can eat. Yeah. With better service. It Wonderful was close. service. It was close. It's a kilometer away down the street the server had a smile that could melt an iceberg that's right it was wonderful so I think we're going back next next post run yeah I think we I think we're breaking up with all you can eat sushi I agree it's time for that relationship to end I mean we got a combo for two 24.99 24.99 for two guys yeah. That's basically we paid that each when we do all you can eat. Right? Better quality food, better service. Then you feel better going into Monday. You don't feel like a fucking balloon, right? Do you want to talk about what you're eating right now? I can uh, tell you what I'm eating. I can tell you what I'm eating. Alright. I'm on the like there's a bit of a bandwagon here. Mm. Maybe it's maybe it's Joe Rogan. I don't know mm. what it is, but the low carb diet and it's zucchini, man. It's zucchini is a replace of pasta. And I'm gonna tell you right there now. There you go. <laughs> okay. I'm enjoying it. I'll tell you a few things about zucchini. All right. Go. But well, this is it's interesting you bring up zucchini because uh, I don't you you haven't met Alex Ukrainian Alex, but one of the guys I box with. And he's very Ukrainian. And we the other day we were working out and boxing and had a few beers after. And he brings out a plate of raw zucchini okay. that's been it's been cut into long sure. vertical uh, quarters, let's say. Yeah. And salted. Alright. And he's like this is Ukrainian bar snack. You know, and I'm like, really? A, a raw zucchini with salt on it? Oh, okay, you, you party animals. It's delicious. Sure it's absolutely delicious. And it goes amazing with beer, oddly enough. Low carb. I think. I haven't actually looked it up. No, zucchini is like the, the Muay Thai guys are crazy about it. Like right when, when you're trying to cut weight yeah. and you need to eat something, but you don't want calories, you want as little calories as possible, zucchini. Now I have heard, and I'm not going to try to retell the argument because I'm, I'm not going to do it justice. There is an anti-zucchini argument, something about its properties and what it oh, can sure. do yeah yeah it gets it gets weird we're not into the minutiae though when it comes to that yeah sure let's face it right zucchini is probably better for your weight management than pasta let's the way that i've been eating it so basically the way it is is we have this spiraler that spirals it like pasta noodles mm-hmm. and you replace if you have spaghetti you have it with this zucchini yeah. And pasta, it's still red sauce, it still has sugar, but yeah. you've taken the pasta out of it, right? Yeah. And my wife also makes this lasagna, and instead of the pasta noodles, it's zucchini. It's fucking delicious. So do you cook that zucchini yes. noodle? So it's yes. warm. 
you cook it first because there's so much water in it that if you used it, your everything would be all watery. Mm. That's what I get from it. Anyways, with the with the lasagna, she cooks it first. Okay. But this is against the grain of my traditional diet style because, as oh. you know, I didn't give a fuck. I was lazy. I would eat, I would eat a can of tuna, and two bananas for lunch. Like no preparation. I would eat a can of tuna and two bananas. Shout out Dave Pulsanella, six foods that work. <laughs> Um, back in my bodybuilding days, I would eat that every day for Monday to Friday, every day for lunch. Well, can of tuna, two bananas. Bro, you've been on some crazy fucking diets over the years. Like this diet I'm on now, if you want to call it a diet, I'm not on a low carb diet. I eat these low carb meals because that's what my wife makes and I'm mm. kind of supporting her diet. Mm. I smash bananas too throughout the day. Yeah. Right. But yeah. it doesn't even feel like I'm dieting. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There's two. There's two things I have to comment on. Right One, on. bro, is I mean the thing that I admire about you, but also uh, can never truly grasp is, see, like I don't, I don't think I could ever eat a can of raw tuna and a banana for lunch every day indefinitely. It's not raw. I want it boiled, but well, I know but, what you mean. But, but I, don't, I, I, don't do, I don't do anything to it. No, no, yeah, but my, my, what my point is, you'll get on some diet, yes. and you'll be like, I eat this every day for breakfast and this every day for lunch, and maybe you'll, you know, eat, for dinner you cook, you eat what your wife cooks, right? But the point is, I can't do that. I can't just say... Yeah. I eat this thing for breakfast every single day, no matter what, regardless of whether I really enjoy it or not. And then I do the same thing at lunch. I don't have that discipline. Yeah. I like food way too much. Yeah, and I think that's like a weird bodybuilder thing. I think it is. And remember have, those posters you used to have up on your wall? Yeah. The, what was that one? It was, uh, what was the thing? I'm not going to puke. No, you know what's ironic? You know what's ironic? I'm not going to puke. <laughs> Check this out. You know that, that guy's from oh, Toronto? Oh, yeah. That guy's from Toronto. The, I'm, I'm not going to puke guy is from Toronto? He's from Toronto. I can't remember his name, though. I'm so far removed from bodybuilding. So, for my listeners that don't know... My brother Kenny in his weightlifting room in his weightlifting McGrath. dungeon. Frank, oh, I don't want to. I think it's Frank McGrath. Can you Google it? No, I got no fucking uh, signal down because you're in the fucking haunted house of. Jesus Christ! That's another fucking story. That's totally another. No service. I step outside. I step outside four feet, and I got three yeah. bars. So, for you listeners that. Uh, couldn't possibly know this. I live in a basement apartment, and one of the strange idiosyncrasies of this structure is that it is the only building in the world where my cell phone and anyone else who comes in here doesn't get a reception. It's bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I can get a reception out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. I can be, you know, four stories underground. In this basement, cell phones don't work. It's weird. I was literally like four feet from the door that goes out into the driveway there, and I had yeah. no. I stepped out of the driveway and I looked, and I had full service. Yeah, there's there's some weird interdimensional vortex. But what I was basement. talking okay. about. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's the bodybuilding thing, and. 
I don't want to talk to you. I'm not gonna because this is the thing. When you eat that type of food, you, there's no enjoyment. Nobody people say like, oh, I love Kansas tuna. No, you don't love tuna out of the can. That's just something people who don't eat that every day say. It's gross. I've ate so many meals that didn't taste good just because I thought it was the most effective way yeah. to get lean. Yeah. See, but, that's the shit I really admire about you because I. I I mean, I can I can diet, but I can't yeah. throw taste and enjoyment of food out the window. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, I can only diet within this realm of like sure. finding a way to still enjoy what I'm putting in my mouth. You know, but still, I want to talk about those posters you had to, you used to have, dude. They were hilarious. Okay, there was the one that was like, I'm not gonna puke, and he's got like a jug of water, and like he's eating like. No, let, let me break it down. Okay? Right on. So you had a workout. You had, you had your workout room, which was pretty bad. It I mean, was bad. It was pretty bad. It was a proper workout room. It was yeah. 500 pounds. Well, you pounds, had a fucking gym in your basement. But it was 500 pounds of free weights, free weights and, and a power rack, mm. and that was it. Yeah. There was no tricep extensions. There was no preacher curls. It was squat bench, and we were deadlifting, and that was all that went on in that Jesus basement. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so you had these... Posters that I don't know if you had them framed even I, I don't know but you had these black and white posters on the wall and I used to I found these fascinating because I think this was sort of a you know a pivotal moment me beginning to just understand where your head was at in terms of this bodybuilding understanding yeah. this culture that you belong to and this mentality that you had adopted so you had these kind of there were these very sort of artistic poetic black and white photographs of just an absolute beast of a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, sitting in like the dark corner of a gym, like with his hoodie on, the hood's over his head, and his face is cast in shadow, and he's like, you know, hunched over, like thinking about his life and like this path he has chosen. <laughs> and then there were these little sort of like, they were kind of words of inspiration, I guess. Like, yeah. But it was almost like poetry. And it's this kind of shit that that makes sense to a bodybuilder but seems absolutely insane to everyone else. Yeah. And one of these words of inspiration was about being on some insane diet where you have to eat all this fucking shit that you <laughs> don't actually want to put in your no, mouth. No. But you have to and you're going to do it anyways. And um, the line I always remember was like, not gonna puke <laughs> not gonna puke it was like this affirmation you know like uh, I was fascinated it was that like, was during 16 weeks of hell remember that I famous rem email well I remember 16 weeks of hell because I've been sharing that photo ever since occasionally <laughs> claiming that it's me because you and me look, an, uh, look yeah. uh, enough alike people think we're twins most of the time it's too bad the tattoos. I have more tattoos than you. Yeah. That's what gives it away that it's not me. But sometimes I claim that that was me before I got all these exactly. tattoos. I mean, it's not it's not a very uh, strong alibi. I mean, it doesn't usually work. But I've been claiming that's me in that photo for years. Right on. But yeah, that was the. Uh... Well, you you have to explain what sixteen weeks of hell was. Oh yeah, I went on. Uh... Basically a low carb, a proper low carb diet. I think it was the Palumbo diet. I can't remember. Dave Palumbo is kind of a famous bodybuilder who never went pro. Who had this 
Palumbo diet. But whatever it was, I went on a diet for 16 weeks, and aside from the cheat meal, I didn't cheat on it. Like, I didn't have a grain of rice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I wanted to, like, see... If I was heating up a plate of food for my wife, and I wanted to see if it was warm enough, I would take a bite, like a rice or something, I would spit it out. I wouldn't even swallow the one bite. Jesus. And I never cheated on a diet for 16 weeks. And to go back, and I know, like, I was probably dehydrated, because in the last week, bodybuilders do this thing where you manipulate water, where you drink a whole bunch of water... And then three days before, you stop. You don't stop. You taper your water, kind of, and you dry out. Okay. And that's what makes you look all veiny and crazy mm -hmm. or whatever. But I was 183 when I took those photos, the 16 weeks of hell. I reached over 200 pounds in less than two weeks. So I just went all crazy. Right. Say that one more time. I was 183 okay. after that 16-week diet. Okay. And I think it was June... Mm. It was the beginning of June or at the end of June. I always go to the cottage. We take a week at the cottage. Mm. And after that week at the cottage, which was like two or three weeks later, I was over 200 pounds. So I just, I mean, I looked good, right? But it shows you how fast you put it back on. Insane. Mm -hmm. So, but um, mm. as much as I admire that discipline you have where you can just eat all sorts of shit consistently as routine every day that you don't actually want to put in your mouth um my other comment is you know sometimes i think with you over the years and dieting you're a little bit like uh that skit by the professor where i oh, am yeah, the pro science dude the bro science dude so he's got this hilarious skit where uh he he talks about guys that um give you advice like it's the most important thing in the world you need to do right now yeah. but then they change their mind about it but don't tell you yeah so he, he uses this example so you know you, you know the, he, he, there's that guy at the gym and one day he's like yeah dude you gotta take yeah, this man you gotta fucking take this it's like the best thing you can take dude i'm taking it it's amazing i'm getting incredible results dude i'm getting jacked yo you need to take this shit and then, so you're like, okay, whoa, if he says it, I, I believe him. Ugh. And then you run into him like a month later, like three months later, and you're like, hey, man, I've been taking that shit you told me about. I take it every day. He's like, oh, dude, dude, I stopped taking that. Oh, dude, that shit's horrible for you. I was getting rapid heart palpitations and shit, man. Oh, fuck, dude, what are you taking that for? You know, you, I saw that one. I, I kind of... Oh, That's yeah, how I yeah, sort yeah. of feel about you with diets a little bit. It was so crazy. And part of that is being young. And, and it's interesting get, like, to go back into running a little bit. That's why when it comes to running, like we just fucking run. Mm. We're fueled by bananas and water. We don't eat fucking elect. You're running. What were you running last? You were telling me over the summer. I guess what? No, it would have been last fall. You were running 17 kilometers continuously without water. Mm. Yeah, that's my normal. Yeah. And you wouldn't worry about what you ate before you went out? No. All this supplementation. So, it, yeah, people looking for the minutia mm. coming forward. That's not going to come from us. Take this gluten-free. Like, even when we went to the Adirondacks to do, we covered almost, well, over 30 kilometers that day. We bought a, brought a peanut butter sandwich and some water. That was our yeah. snack. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I just, 
at one point, I decided that, I mean, I remember, yeah, I just kind of decided, okay, there, there's, there's a certain amount of water I, I don't want to drink before I run. Like I gotta be, you gotta be careful how much you've eaten or drank before you start the run, cause you don't want to get a cramp. Okay, but beyond that, um, yeah, I just I like I didn't want the bother of having to figure out how to carry a water bottle with me on yeah. a run. So I just kind of said like, fuck it, I'm gonna go yeah. out there and I'm gonna run, uh, however long I plan on running today, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have to just fucking deal with the fact that I won't get any water till I get back to my house. Yeah, and. I feel by doing that way, I've developed this kind of, what to some people seems an, an insane ability to to run without water. Yeah, today I was almost going to bring water, and then I thought, what the fuck am I thinking? We're going out for an hour and 15 minutes, what are we going to bring water for? Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, people think, people are scared, right? Like, they think they need all this water. So, uh, they get those fucking Batman utility belts with all the little fucking, you know, water canisters on it and they drink all this water and then their body becomes dependent on all that water, you know? Yeah. I just don't think you need it. No, if you're going to do really, really, we also don't run marathons. This isn't your marathon run. This is true. That's a different story. That's a different story. But if you actually enter these things, there's aid stations along the way. Yeah. Where you can get water. Yeah. The last 8K, for some reason, I just felt so shitty when I went by the water station. I knew I don't, you don't need water for an 8K run. I actually attempted to get one of those cups. Mm-hmm. And I tried while running to drink that water. It went up my nose. It was a fucking disaster. <laughs> well, remember, we, like, we, you yeah. don't, uh, we learned a kind of a cool technique from our boy Steve at the run for Palestine. Oh, do you remember right, that? I, I do remember and that. I've kinda done, I've kind of copied his steez ever since then. What do you switch into? I'm drinking Weisers now, dude. Right, huh? Yeah. Okay, sorry. A little bit of rye. Canadian rye whiskey. Right, huh? Um, Yeah, we did the run for Palestine, and our friend Steve, which was amazing, because he's not a runner. He's just, uh, well, he's a firefighter. He asses, though. That's what I'm saying. He's a firefighter by training. He's lean as hell. And he works out, and I know that part of his firefighter training, he was trying to get into into the fire department, he used to just run upstairs. Like, he used to go to an apartment, I think it was his own apartment building, you know, 15 stories, whatever it is. He just used to fucking run upstairs in an apartment building. That's was, a good workout, actually. Sure, sure it is. Sure it is. And, uh, yeah, he... He fucking smoked both of us that run. And I remember him grabbing water at the first station, but what I didn't know is he didn't drink it. He poured it down his back. Or like yeah. That. He was telling us he, how it hit some artery or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, we, what we saw Steve do is he grabs the water from the water station, doesn't have a sip, pours it on the back of his neck. And uh, what he's explained is that's why, you know, when you're watching uh, UFC and boxing, they're always putting the ice pack on yeah. the back of the neck. Because, uh, you know, there's like arteries there that it's like the most effective way to cool you down yes. is to apply cold to that spot. So that's what he was doing. Ever since then, I've kind of copied his style, you know, if I need it. Right on. Okay, well, but I'm not. I'm not finished making funny, funny your diet. Yeah, your, no, your history of so dieting. Crazy the mindset. 
Well, you know, bro, I just, I mean, I just got to bring up one thing, because I'm never going to let you live this down. Okay, let's hear it, man. And that is that in your, like, at your peak of bodybuilding insanity, you had came to the conclusion that there was basically absolutely no value in vegetables. Like, at all. Like, I briefly... See, I don't know if I 100% agree with you, but it was something... It was something about how, like... It had something to do with building muscles. It, it's so crazy. Well, I think you were just so protein-obsessed. Absolutely. You, yeah, you, you were in this weird world where it was perfectly rational to live on, like, tuna and chicken breast. And, and protein shakes and shit. And, and I remember one day you were like... Broccoli is a useless vegetable. Oh, it's so crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean broccoli's a useless vegetable? I mean, broccoli's great. It's rich in nutrients and it's super good for you and healthy. You're like, bah. Why would I waste precious space in my stomach with your broccoli when that's only taking up room that could be filled with chicken breast, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's so crazy. All I can think of. What so years, fast forward years later, for a while you were almost, you were almost vegan. Yeah, I was eating eggs and yeah, that was, almost. Let's say almost vegetarian. That's probably more. You were almost vegetarian. Yeah, I, well, part of that too is, for the record, from bodybuilding, sorry, from powerlifting to running, I specifically cut out protein in an attempt to get my legs from. 28 inches down to a reasonable size for actually running. I literally had to lose muscle. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I eat vegetables all the time. Of course I do. Vegetables are good for you. The only thing I can think of is I was, there was this dude, Dave Pulsinella, and there's a popular YouTube video, The Six Foods That Work. But I think broccoli is on it. Yeah. It's like tuna, sweet potato, brown rice, Chicken breast. Maybe broccoli's not on it. So I'm like, fuck you. All you got to eat is sweet potatoes. Yeah. Sweet potatoes and chicken breast and tuna and bananas. I'll, yeah, I'll look. I bet you that's what it was. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. Crazy times. But yeah, let's wrap this thing up, man. Next time we're going to talk, we're going to be down. We're going to do a podcast. We're going to be down on Lake Placid. I was thinking about doing one before we start. So we can spray about how rad we are. And then we'll do one the following night. Totally fucking worked. Okay. With the possibility that we got completely lost and never got any cl- anywhere close to the summit of this mountain. Okay. What do you think about that? That's a great idea. Okay, before we drink any more Wisers, mm. you want to call it a show? Yeah. All right, bro. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Okay, see you in a couple weeks, bro. Later. Good night, everybody.